everybody. Tuesday night and we are live. Hope you are doing good. Be blessed in Jesus. Mighty name, of course, continuing to talk about Roe v. Wade being turned over. I know that there's a lot of other things to discuss, but I want to lead with it. And let me just make this clear to everybody. There's nothing more important right now. I believe that the vaccines could end up killing about many more people that are aborted on a yearly basis. Obviously there's 41, according to the UN statistics, 41.2 million babies murdered in the womb every year. You have California who's trying to extend abortion to outside the womb 28 days after a child is born. So, you know, we showed the, you know, the Babylon B video, the devil there to start off the show, but really, it really is true. It's very demonic because as you hear every podcast here, John 844, the devil is a murderer from the beginning follow the lies follow the murders and you'll follow demons and obviously if you line up with with murders you line up with the murderers you line up with the liars you're lining up with demonic forces antichrist spirit sort of forces but this is a big victory it is a huge victory but it has only just begun we put together this video my producer Aaron put this video together for me just prior to the show it is absolutely earth shattering. Play it for me. My name is Dr. Kathy Altman. I'm a board certified obstetrician gynecologist with almost 33 years of experience and I've completed over 500 abortions. Today I'm going to describe a second trimester surgical abortion called dilation and evacuation or DNE. A DNE is generally performed between 14 and 22 weeks of pregnancy. Before a DNE abortion can be done, the cervix must be dilated slowly over one to two days with laminaria or a similar product. Laminaria is a type of seaweed that absorbs water and swells to several times its original diameter. When the woman undergoes the evacuation portion of the procedure, she lies on a table with her legs in stirrups. She may be given injections of local anesthetic in the cervix, IV conscious sedation, or general anesthesia. The abortionist uses a speculum to open the vagina and uses an instrument to stabilize the cervix. Metal dilators may be used to further open the cervix if needed. Once the cervix has been stretched open, a cannula attached to suction tubing is placed inside the uterus. The suction machine is then turned on and the amniotic fluid surrounding the fetus is suctioned out. The fetus is too large to fit through the cannula, so he or she must be removed in pieces with a clamp such as this sofa clamp. A sofa clamp is made of stainless steel and is about 13 inches long. At the tip, there are rows of teeth for grasping. The abortionist reaches into the uterus with the clamp and tries to grasp an arm or leg. Once the abortionist has a firm grip, she pulls forcefully in order to remove the limb. Piece by piece, the abortionist removes the arms and legs, followed by the head or the body, including the torso and pelvis, along with the intestines, the heart, and the lungs. The placenta is also removed. If the cervix has been overdilated, the body or even the entire fetus may be pulled out intact. Usually the most difficult part of the procedure is extracting the fetus's head, which at 20 weeks is about the size of a large plum. The abortionist must open the clamp widely to grasp the head and then crush it so that it will fit through the cervix. The abortionist knows he has crushed the skull when a white substance, the fetus's brains, leaks out through the cervix. The abortionist then removes the compressed head. 
Any remaining limbs, organs, bone fragments, or pieces of placenta not removed with the forceps are removed by scraping the uterine lining with a large curette or by reinserting the suction cannula. The abortionist then reassembles the fetal parts to make sure that there is nothing left inside the uterus which could cause infection or bleeding. Once all the parts have been accounted for, the bleeding has been controlled, and all the instruments have been removed from the vagina, the abortion is considered complete. For the woman, this procedure carries the risk of major complications, including perforation or laceration of the uterus or cervix, with possible damage to bowel, bladder, or other maternal organs. Infection and hemorrhage can also occur, which can lead to death. Future pregnancies are also at an increased risk for loss or premature delivery due to abortion-related physical trauma and injury to the cervix. As I mentioned at the beginning, I used to perform abortions. At the time, I truly believed I was helping women. After the birth of my daughter, however, I realized that abortion doesn't just end a pregnancy. It kills an innocent human being. Such terms as zygote, embryo, or fetus are simply terms that refer to age, like infant, toddler, and adult, and do nothing to diminish the humanity of the child. As I cared for women in my OBGYN practice, I also learned how abortion harms women. I stopped doing abortions because I could no longer kill babies just because they were unwanted. I am now a pro-life advocate. I am proof that anyone can change, no matter who they are or what they've done. I invite you to join me and make a decision to protect the preborn. Thank you for watching. You may back to me. There you go. I just want to make this clear to everybody. First of all, the redemption that's found in that video, anybody can be made right. It doesn't matter how many abortions you've had. If you come to God in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sin, which is, which is exactly what an abortion is, it is the sin of murder. Listen, the person talking to you right now is chief among sinners. I've turned from my way, so God no longer looks at my sin. I'm thankful for that. I'm not saying that my sin is any less than a woman who's who's had an abortion not saying that at all all sin is covered by the blood of jesus upon commitment to jesus upon trusting in that blood and upon repentance as simple as that but let me just reiterate this to you everybody it, it, it's it's not politics at all now a lot of people would rather me talk about bill gates and, and farmland and you know, Alex Jones material, though Alex Jones will cover abortions too and things like that, but you know, different sorts of conspiratorial things. It's fine. But this is really the apocalypse of our time. COVID doesn't compare. Nazi Germany doesn't compare. Uh, Mao Zedong doesn't compare. Joseph Stalin doesn't compare. 41.2 million babies were butchered in the womb in 2021 worldwide. That's without all of New York stats added in, and that's without all of California stats added in, and that is U that is United Nations statistics. So who knows how many we really had? Because if there's 41.2 million according to the United Nations, who knows? It could be double that many. And people want to talk about. Somewhere in the neighborhood, I don't believe any of these stats either, but five to seven million people dying over a two-year period of COVID-19, allegedly. And we know that those stats aren't true either because there are people who have been falsely attributed with COVID, people dying with COVID, not of, a, of COVID, presumed COVID, and all the other manipulated stats. This is pure evil. This is pure. You saw it. I've been saying it for the last two and a half years and over the entire 17-year uh 
my entire 17 year ministry, piece by bloody piece out of the mother's womb. That's what these people are for. That is what Joe Biden is for. That is what Kamala Harris is for. That's what Catholic Nancy Pelosi is for. They are for babies, living human beings being pulled. That's what, if you are watching right now and you call yourself pro-choice, even if you call yourself, well, I'm only pro-choice for the first this many weeks, that many weeks, understand that you are a murderer. You are complicit with murder and understand this. You'll hear this a bunch of times during the course of this podcast. It's all the same spirit. Tom, you've been talking about this for the last four podcasts, but it's because it's got to be made clear. If you're somebody that wears a mask, it's pushing together a control narrative. It's pushing together a control agenda. If you're somebody that pimps the vaccine, if you're somebody who's for, is for you know the prevention of climate change, if you're for, if you're a gun grabber, if you're pro kinetic warfare in Ukraine, it's all the same control spirit. Abortion is the same way. If you strap on a mask, you have joined the family of pro-abortion people because Christian COVID caving pastor, whoever you may be whether you call yourself a christian or not understand what team you join it doesn't matter how or where which subject matter you join join them on if you're somebody who says you know what i want red flag laws you just join the pro-abortion team you just just join the vaccine mandate team because they're all the same spirit it's all the spirit of Antichrist trying to control humanity. How, how much more could you control humanity than preventing a human being from ever being born? It's all about murder. It's all about control. That he causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. That's the end game. Look how close we've come to the end game. That in all of the European Union, Australia, Canada, Israel, New York City, you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your QR-coded mark of the beast on your phone. Can't You can't leave Canada unless you're vaccinated. Control, control, control. It's all about Jesus said, you know, the Bible says in Galatians chapter 5 verse 1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Where you see freedom, you see Jesus where you see control and manipulation and lying and murders and people, you know, people under the thumb of a totalitarian government, you find the devil. Notice that every totalitarian government, it's amazing to me that liberals don't see it. If you just study the past, every single totalitarian government, every last one of them, had people under control. And it's amazing to watch liberals try to usher in control. Take your guns. Disinformation governance board. Cli climate hoaxes so that they can control what your car can and can't do. Whatever it may be. Control is always an aspect of evil. It's always a characteristic of evil. Oppression is always a characteristic of evil. And how more oppressive can you be? to a human being than to take their life. 41.2 million of them last year alone. Let me, let, me, let me give you this example. Put up the pic of Jacinda Ardern for me. There she is. Now she is, of course, a, a COVID totalitarian, another country you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel with your, your QR code and mark of the beast. She wanted to exacerbate those things, wants to elongate those things, has lost some rights, thank goodness. But 
New, New Zealand is, she's the prime minister of New Zealand. New Zealand is still under COVID totalitarianism, COVID oppression, but notice the same spirit watching the removal of a woman's fundamental right to make decisions over their own body. Now, remember, this is a woman who says you can't work without a vaccine. This is a woman who says you can't get on a bus or a plane without a vaccine and then, and then uses this sentence, watching the removal of a woman's fundamental right to make decisions over their own body. But I guess that doesn't apply to vaccines, right? Jacinda, you see how it's the same lying spirit? If you join in with the vaccines or mask wearing, you have joined in with pro-abortionists. You've joined in with transgender activism. You've joined in with climate change activism. You're all part of the same team. You're all part of the same family. Mask wearing Christian. You know what? You leave this up for me. I I read from a a Christian person that I know recently who's talking about, you know, abortion he said you know i have friends on this side i have friends on that side i love people on this side i love people on that side is that preaching the word christian that you love people on both sides of the argument that you understand people on both sides of the argument see people think that being a christian means being accepted by the world that's exactly the opposite they actually they actually think it it checks a box of man of, of authenticity as a christian if people really think that I'm great, people think that I'm loving, people think I'm the ultimate niceness. That's not the Bible. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for so do their fathers to the false prophets, Luke 6, 26. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Jesus speaking at the Beatitudes, Matthew 5, 11 and 5, 12. It is not, you, you need to preach the word instantly, in season, out of season, reproving, rebuking, and exhorting with all long suffering and doctrine. 2 Timothy 4 2. Not saying, I have, I have friends on both sides. I have loved ones on both sides. Basically, it, what, he's, what he's trying to say is, I'm seeking the approval of men. Right out of Galatians chapter 1. For do I now, verse 10, for do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. Galatians chapter 1, verse 10. You see, you're supposed to preach the word. What should that Christian be saying? Abortion is murder, and if you've committed one, you can be forgiven in the name of Jesus. Preach the word. Not, I have friends on both sides. I love people on both sides. Look at my niceness. Look at my niceness roar. That's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus is the Bible. Not one Bible verse used. Jesus is the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. That's why you're told to preach the word. John chapter one, verse one, second Timothy chapter four, verse two. That's what you're supposed to do. Not not espouse your galactic kindness. People think that kindness and their love and their niceness trumps the Bible. They won't use Bible verses because it violates their false love, false niceness narrative. They won't use the Bible. So who's God in your relationship with Jesus, Christian? Certainly, certainly isn't Jesus because Jesus is the word. What does the word say about abortion? So when you see people like this, Jacinda Ardern, vaccine pimp and whore that she is, notice that she espouses the same spirit. And the Christians who strapped, who donned masks, locked down their churches, notice that you share the same values as this woman. People are entitled to have deeply held convictions on this issue. Oh, thank you for allowing us to have deeply held convictions. 
or those unacceptable views, as Justin Trudeau would say, who, by the way, is identical to her, hates, hates, hates that abortions are being stopped in America and pimps and whores vaccines and lockdowns and vaccine passports, all the same spirit. But those personal beliefs should never rob another from making their own decisions. But her personal beliefs did. It's, it's not even, it's not, you can bring it back to me. It's not even hypocrisy. It's hierarchy. These people are above even their own totalitarianism. She doesn't live by it herself. She says that you have the right to choose. See, here's the thing. None of, nobody on my side is trying to force anybody into a, I don't even want, abortion is not a, a medical procedure. It's a murder. But just sake for, for the sake of conversation, nobody on my side is trying to force anybody into a medical procedure. They are. They're trying to force people to actually go, go through a medical procedure. None of us are trying to do that. They're trying to do that. And they claim a right to choose except when they don't want you to have that right. So their right to choose, right, you know, uh, pro-choice, pro-choice, pro-choice until they don't want you to have a choice and lo and behold, they're no longer pro-choice. See, with me, nobody dies. The ch- see, they're like, well, you're... That's a duplicitous statement, Tom, because you're taking away a woman's right to choose. No, I'm protecting the right of the individual citizen in the womb. That person has a right. That person has a right to live. That see, that's the thing. And there's there's no there's no other way to discuss this. And if you discuss it any other way, you're a coward. It's murder. It's pulling a baby out of the womb. Peace by bloody peace. All right, next one, Tom Elliott video, Biden administration announcing, play it for me. Blaine, I wanted to ask you about several companies that say they're gonna help their employees if they need to go out of state for abortion access. What companies are we talking about here? Yeah, we're talking about some pretty big names, Stephen. We're talking about Disney and Netflix, Dick's Sporting Goods, all among that list uh, that seems to be growing by the day. What's also interesting is over the weekend, uh, Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra told NBC's Kate Snow at the Aspen Ideas Conference that his department is actually looking into providing transportation services for women who are seeking to go across state lines to get those services. Patently illegal. There's no way the government should be paying for anybody to be uh, brought across state lines, paying for their transportation across state lines to have an abortion. That's what Joe Biden, see how evil these people are. And of course, Joe Biden, climate hoaxer, gun grabber, mask wearer, vaccine pimp, all the same spirit. He loves abortion so much that he wants to pay the travel expenses for women to go get their babies pulled piece by bloody piece out of their womb. That's how much the Democratic, the globalist left, the Democratic Party, of which the Democratic Party is an arm of the globalist left. They're not the globalist left. They are an arm of the globalist left that will be enveloped into the globalist left under the World Economic Forum. All right, LifeNews.com tweet, victory. There we go. Victory. Alabama becomes the ninth state to ban abortions. Nine states already. Nine states to ban abortion after Supreme Court overturns Roe. Now, some states had uh, what, they're, what are called tr- trigger laws as soon as 
Roe v. Wade gets overturned. Automatic, it's written into their, into their statutes, into their statewide laws, their statewide statutes, that as soon as Roe v. Wade, they could have been on the books for years, as soon as Roe v. Wade gets overturned, automatically abortions are illegal in their state. And all abortions should be illegal, including rape and incest, because you have an individual in the womb that has nothing to do with the crime. That may sound brutal to people, but by the way, that accounts for 0.01% of all abortions. Also, the states that are also illegal, along with Alabama, abortions are now illegal in these states, Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, South Dakota. Remember the leaders here, and also mentioned in that video, remember the stores like Dick's Sporting Goods that is supporting the slaughtering of the unborn to the tune of 41.2 million per year. Remember those stores. Do not patronize those stores. South Dakota, Arkansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Ohio, and Utah, Utah, is facing an appeal right now, but they have made abortion illegal. So that's nine states right there that abortion is now illegal in their states. That's a good thing. That's a great thing. It's huge. But don't worry, because if you live in Missouri and you just have, you just really are in love with butchering your own child, your own son, your own daughter. And by the way, you need to always ask a leftist this. If you could go back in time and speak to Martin Luther King's mother, would you give her the right to choose? And name anybody else that you want to name. Would you give that mother the right to choose? To slaughter, to take piece by bloody piece out of her womb? Martin Luther King? Or anybody that you happen to admire? What would be the answer? Put it on them. Every single time. That's what they do to us. What about rape and incest? What about rape and incest? 0.01%, 0.01% of all abortions are rape and incest. Put it on them, put them right, put it right back on them. So you're in favor of slaughtering women in the womb, correct? I just want to get that. Want to get you on the record, Joy Behar. You're all in favor of slaughtering women, uh, women, uh, Sonny Hostin, you're, you're all in favor of slaughtering women in the womb. We just want to make your, you claim to be a women's rights activist. All right, what about all those babies that will turn transgender and gay? So you're fine with slaughtering gay people in the womb. Fine with slaughtering transgender people in the womb. Just put it on them. Don't back off. Don't be like Jenna Ellis who's concerned about Republicans victimizing Democrats. I don't mean victimizing in a criminal sense as she just jumped all over Ron DeSantis for going after Disney World. Tom, get over it. No, I'm not getting over it because that's the epitome of losing. That's the epitome of a loser's limp, a loser's mindset. When If Disney wants to pimp and whore transgenderism and grooming kids, shut them down as far as I'm concerned. Take away all their political privileges. But to some Republicans, they just, they, again, it's another, just another false love narrative, just like, just like our Christians and progressive Christians who would never let the Bible get in the way of their love, of their kindness, of their niceness. They don't want it. You need to tell somebody who's pro-abortion, you're pro-murder. Well, I can't say that because that wouldn't be loving. No, but it's the Bible, but it wouldn't be loving. So which one do you choose? Your love or the Bible? Because God is love. Jesus is God and Jesus is the word. So the word is love. So what you're preaching is heresy. If it's not the word, what you preach is heresy. Whether you camouflage it with the word love and kindness or not, it's heresy. Simple as that. All right, onward to 1-6. Now we had some interesting testimony today at the 1-6 committee. And let me just reiterate this to you. The 1-6 committee is a violation of established law. You are not allowed to have a bipartisan committee without the minority leader choosing his members to the committee. 
the members that were chosen. One of them was Jim Jordan. I just forgot the other guy's name, but Jim Jordan was one of them. And I'll maybe think of the other guy in a minute. However, Jim Jordan was turned down by Nancy Pelosi. And then Nancy Pelosi chose the two Republicans. There has to be two Republicans on there. Both of Kevin McCarthy's choices were turned down. And then Nancy Pelosi chose Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, both of whom are done politically as Republicans, both of whom are nothing but bootlickers and butt kissers of the globalist left. They want nothing more than to shine the boots of, of, of Nancy Pelosi so that everybody will love them. See, it's just, again, it's all the same spirit. It's just like the Christian who everybody has to love him. Oh, that's the sign that I'm a real Christian. Everybody loves him. They hung Jesus on a cross because they hated him. And you think it's all about people loving you? You see, it's all the same circular logic, the same circular spirit. It's all demonic. So we had a very interesting uh, testimony today by a woman uh, by the name of Cassidy Hutchinson. This is Associated Press. I'm just reading this is off the, the video that I'm about to show you, the Associated Press video. Casey, Cassidy Hutchinson, Hutchinson testified that she was told that as then President Donald Trump was being driven back to the White House after January 6th rally, that he demanded to be taken back to the rally. And, and, and I'll let her speak for herself. But I'm, we're officially now calling her, as many people are on Twitter, Cassidy Blazy Ford Hutchinson. Play it for me. When I returned to the White House, I walked upstairs towards the Chief of Staff's office, and I noticed Mr. Ornato lingering outside of the office. Once we had made eye contact, he quickly waved me to go into his office, which was just across the hall from mine. When I went in, he shut the door, and I noticed Bobby Angle, who is the head of Mr. Trump's security detail, sitting in a chair, just looking somewhat discombobulated and a little lost. Um, and I, I looked at Tony, and he had said, did you effing hear what happened in the Beast? I said, no, Tony, I, I just got back. What happened? Tony proceeded to tell me that when the president got in the Beast, he was under the impression from Mr. Meadows that the off-the-record movement to the Capitol was still possible and likely to happen, but that Bobby had more information. So once the president had gotten into the vehicle with Bobby, he thought that they were going up to the Capitol, and when Bobby had relayed to him, we're not, we don't have the assets to do it, it's not secure, we're going back to the West Wing. The president had very strong, a very angry response to that. Um, Tony described him as being irate. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president, take me up to the Capitol now. To which Bobby responded, sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Engel and Mr. When Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had motioned towards his clavicles. And was Mr. Engel in the room as Mr. Ornato told you this story? He was. Did Mr. Engel correct or disagree with any part of the story for Mr. Ornato? Mr. Engel did not correct or disagree with any part of the story. 
Did Mr. Engel or Mr. Ornato ever after that tell you that what Mr. Ornato had just said was untrue? Neither Mr. Ornato nor Mr. Engel told me ever that it was untrue. Keep searching. All right, here we go. And now I want to I want to get this to you. Now she's talking about Bobby Engel in that video. Now this is from Peter Alexander. I got this right before the show. This isn't what we're up. Got. I'm just reading this, so I don't throw you guys off order. You are on the right spot. I got this right before the show. Peter Alexander, NBC News, White House Court Chief, White House Correspondent, the one that Cassidy Blasey Ford Hutchinson, and as we've named her in here, what are some of the other words we got? Amber Hutchinson. Uh, Cassidy Heard, people like that. Oh, that's from all from my producer, Aaron. So Peter Alexander, White House correspondent, chief White House correspondent for NBC News. Now, the person that she mainly was talking about in the video is Bobby Angle, lead agent for the Secret Service, who was in the limo with Trump. And the, so you have Bobby Angle and, limo and the limo driver are prepared now, this is from NBC News, are prepared to testify under oath that neither man was assaulted by Trump and that he never lunged for the wheel. Whoops. And by the way, it's impossible for anybody in the back to grab a hold of the wheel in the beast. That's what, that's what they call the limousine that drives the president around. It is impossible because there is a bulletproof shield between the front seats and the back. So Trump would have had to perform an acrobatic act never seen before, even in Hollywood. And, and Alex Bruce Witz, uh actually outlines this for us. Play it for me. So today, the January 6th committee had a witness named Cassidy Hutchinson, who alleged President Trump tried to wrestle the steering wheel of the presidential limo away from the Secret Service agent who was driving it. And that's very fascinating because... Uh, President Trump was sitting in the back of the limo. The driver is obviously in the front and there's a barricade that separates the two. It's impossible for President Trump to just reach across and grab the wheel. So what this witness is alleging is that President Trump scaled the exterior of the moving limo, punched through the glass of the front door, and then tried to wrestle away the steering wheel from a Secret Service agent, all at the age of 74 years old. And so I was trying to think, how is this possible? How is this possible? And then I realized that President Trump acknowledged this himself. So please watch this video. It's a bombshell. Yes. Mr. Trump. Yes. Are you Batman? I am Batman. <laughs> there you go. So it's impossible. Never happened. What you have is another Christine Blasey Ford. Remember Christine Blasey Ford falsely accusing Brett Kavanaugh? No, no, I'm not some Brett Kavanaugh sycophant. It's just truth is truth. If a Republican was doing that to a Democrat, I would expose it here. If it's lies, it's lies. Anita Hill is a bold-faced liar, had absolutely no evidence, and it's a common spirit. Democrats do the same thing over and over and over again. As soon as something happens that they don't like, suddenly they're going to be defending children. They're receiving death threats, and somebody from the past of the person that they hate raped somebody. That's what they're going to do every single time. And this woman... Cassidy Hutchinson is a bullface liar. And I'm wondering, is she going to have a GoFundMe account for her too? Like Christine Blasey Ford, what did, what, what did Christine Blasey Ford get paid to testify and to make up a story against Brent, against Brent Kavanaugh? And to this day, of course, you have Democrats that say he's a rapist. He's, he's, he's all those things. And I just wonder for those Democrats, if the same 
story was put out against you with no evidence, no time, no date, no location, no address, no cooperating witnesses, no witnesses whatsoever. If someone was accusing you of the same thing with absolutely no evidence, would you want to be called a rapist for the rest of your life? She didn't report it to anybody. She never talked to anybody about it for her entire life. Either did Anita Hill. It's just common banana republic, communist, progressive, socialist tactics, totalitarian tactics, because it's the same spirit, totalitarianism, disinformation governance board, forced vaccination, show your papers. It's all the same thing over and over again. Stalin, Biden, Mao, Obama. They're all the same person. They're the exact same person. Well, no, those people aren't guilty of murder. Bulloni, they're, they're, oh, uh, oh, Biden, Obama and Biden are responsible for countless murders, drone strikes and abortions, countless. They funded tens of millions of babies being aborted every year of their existence in, in, in politics. Both of them did. God is watching. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the testimony, for, for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried out with a loud voice saying, how long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth. Watch out. That's in Revelation 6, 9, and 10. Those of you that love to murder people. And I, keep, I know I keep sliding back because it's all the same spirit. You've got to understand when they come to you trying to pimp and whore vaccines, pimp and whore climate change, pimp and whore, you know, you need to be accepting of transgenderism. You need that. You, you must call that he is she and she, he, because if you don't, then that's how the progressive churches, if you don't, you're not loving, you're not accommodating. You got You need to, we need to do all that we can to not hurt anybody's feelings. That's not in the Bible. It's all a common thread. It's all a common spirit every single time. And just remember this entire story, it's coming out. Peter Alexander, NBC News, Chief White House Correspondent, Bobby Engel, the one allegedly that Donald Trump went to grab, according to Cassidy Blasey Ford Hutchinson, to grab her his clavicles, as she says. Donald Trump, 74-year-old man who lives on McDonald's, is going to go to a secret service agent and try to grasp him around his clavicles and somehow break through bulletproof glass and reach into the front seat of the limo, which is physically impossible for any human being to do. See, I mean, these people are absolutely ridiculous. And then you, and it's what's so, what's so pathetic is having Liz Cheney, whose very father was destroyed by the people whose team she's now on. I mean, did these people have any moral center at all? Let, I know they're not Christians, but do they have any self-respect? You sit there and pimp and whore yourself out to the Democratic Party who destroyed your own father, Liz Cheney? You pathetic little spineless boot-licking, absolutely just worm of a human being, Adam Kinsinger being the same person. But Peter Alexander, NBC News, Chief White House Correspondent, Bobby Angle, the white, the Secret Service agent that Trump allegedly assaulted, and the very limo driver in the limo are prepared to testify under oath that neither man was assaulted and Trump never lunged for the wheel. Never, no assault, no lunge, no assault, no lunge. That's the facts from the people in the limo. 
But that won't stop Democrats. So you'll hear the rest of the rest of your life how Trump tried to take over a limo, even though the people in the limo said it never happens. That's your Democratic Party. So here she is, Cassidy Blasey Ford Hutchinson. She goes and who's she hugging right after the hearing? It's Adam Kinzinger. Play it for me. So there she is hugging Adam Kinzinger. Now let me know, let's ask this now. Would you ever see a somebody who's a witness at a trial hugging the judge? I, I mean, I've never seen that ever in life, have you? But these people are allegedly, they're judge, jury, and executioners of the 1-6 committee. Oh, you know what? My producer had found out, found another surprise. This was a surprise witness. Nobody knew that uh, um, Cassidy Blasey Ford Hutchinson, or as we call her, Amber Hutchinson or Cassidy Heard. Nobody knew that she was actually going to be testifying till the last minute, of course, which, uh, which again, whenever you are conducting a hearing, you're supposed to allow the opposition to know. But since there is no opposition in this hearing, they're all on the same side and which makes it an illegal hearing, which by the way, makes the arrest of Peter, of Peter Navarro and Steve Bannon completely and totally patently illegal because this is not a committee that actually has authorized subpoena powers. Man, these people, all these people need to lose their retirements. But my producer Aaron has come up with another surprise witness for the one six committee. Play it for me. In the closing arguments, the DEP lawyer said, called your testimony the performance of a lifetime and said you were acting. What do you say to that? Says the lawyer for the man who convinced the world he had scissors for fingers. (laughs) There you go. That's. Amber Heard, 1-6 committee. She's on the same level as Cassidy Blasey Ford Hutchinson. You know, they're going to try to make Cassidy Hutchinson another Democratic hero. Whatever happened to Cassidy Blasey Ford? She got 600000 on PayPal. Not PayPal. What is it? Uh, what's, the, what's the fundraising thing called? Uh, GoFundMe. Go she got GoFundMe. $600,000. She got paid six hundred grand to come fly out. terrified to fly. Flies out to D.C., Lies for a couple days, gets 600 grand, flies back to California. That's what happened. And that, I'm sure, is what's been promised to Cassidy Blasey Ford Hutchinson. On to Joe Biden. Andrew, Andrew Kerr tweet, breaking Joe Biden, unwittingly financed. We, well, you know, that Andrew Kerr's given him uh, benefit of the doubt. Unwittingly financed Hunter Biden's participation in an escort ring tied to Russia. Joe Biden wired 100000 to Hunter from December 2018 through January 2019, the same time frame he spent thirty grand on escorts tied to point RU email addresses. So that's that's point number one. Go to the next one for me. It'll be the video. This is a Jerry Dunleavy, Dunleavy video. This was recorded by Hunter Biden. In case anybody's wondering, we will show the receipts. That... Joe Biden financed via a $100,000 check to, I um, mean, Joe Biden financed Hunter Biden to the tune of a $100,000 check for Hunter Biden to buy trafficked women. All the, all, the, all the Democrats are allegedly against trafficking women all the time, although the southern border, we have hundreds, hundreds of thousands of trafficked minors every year coming through. They don't care about those, of course, because it fits the globalist narrative not to care about them. But when, they, when it's politically expedient for them to care about trafficked women, they suddenly care. Again, this story falls into non-political expediency so they don't give a crap. Because here you have a trafficked woman, a Russian woman who probably has no, had no choice her entire life but to become a trafficked prostitute. Joe and Hunter 
are spending money, probably earned by looting other countries. It's on, on, so you have Joan Hunter, of course, and who received $1.5 billion from a CCP-controlled bank. That's absolute fact. When Hunter Biden flew over on Air Force Two and received that check for his consultancy services, probably that money is where they're pulling, where they're getting this money for Hunter Biden's trafficked ex- escorts. But here we go, Jerry Dunleavy video. This was recorded by Hunter on 118. This, of course, is from the laptop from Hades on 118 and sent to his escort contact, Eva. She had told him the charge for 16 hours was $9,500 and told him to wire the money to a woman with a Russian linked email. Play it for me. Sweetheart. Hey. Hey. Are you okay? Everything fine? Are you hurt in any way? Any, any way are you hurt? Hey, is anything hurt on you? Anything? I was literally saying, I'm sorry that it took so long to give you $10,000. Do you have any bruise? Anything? Is any, have I ever touched you in a bad way? Ever? Have I asked you every time if I could touch you? Every time? Sweetheart, look at me. You cannot talk to me that way and say things like that. Because I'm more respectful than anyone you've ever met. Are you okay? What? Here. No. I thought you said you weren't water. So there you go. So there's Hunter talking to his trafficked prostitute that Joe Biden paid for, wired him $100,000 to pay for. Any of this actually, is it? we have any verification, any receipts? Here it is. Put that up for me. Those are the checks that were actually given to Hunter or Hunter gave to the Russian prostitute. Actually has the, has the Russian prostitute's name on them. This is, this is the Biden family. And by the way, we need to ask the question, why is it that Hunter's trying to get her on the record saying that he in no way, shape or form hurt her where you've had Alex Jones allude to the possible fact that on the laptop from Hades, that there's evidence of Hunter Biden physically abusing underage girls on the laptop. Now what this speaks to more than anything is the absolute dilapidated uh, situation we have going on with the FBI, the condition of the FBI. The FBI has had this laptop of which that, that footage just came from has had that laptop for now over two and a half years would have completely exonerated Trump in the Ukrainian uh, impeachment totally and completely. And they kept it. Bill Barr, who's now on his book tour, claiming that there was no fraud in the November 3rd election on his book tour, although he never looked into it. You know, it's just like the fact checkers who just call. All you have to do is say it's debunked and suddenly it's debunked. And then you want to go, is it debunked? Well, let me go to the person who says it's debunked. So now it's debunked. That, that, that's, that's, the, that's the level of investigation that was ever done into November 3rd. But anyway, I digress. So you have, there's the evidence, there's the checks right there. Joe Biden sent money to his son to pay for trafficked women and who knows what else is on that laptop. All right, next one video exclusive. I think, 
I think you're clear voicemail. This is from A Raising Hades 2 video. Exclusive, I think you're clear voicemail from Joe Biden to Hunter about New York Times report of his Chinese business dealings proves he did speak to his son about his foreign business relationships. Play it for me. Hey, pal, it's dad. It's 8.15 um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Not, nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, that's going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, was good. I think you're clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. So Joe Biden has said time and time again that he never talked to his son about his business dealings. It is now coming out bold face lies. Will anything be done about it? Not with a corrupt FBI. The FBI has to be torn down to, to the studs. The FBI needs to be absolutely basically eliminated from existence because it is nothing more than the brown shirt Gestapo wing of the Democratic Party and the globalist left. The FBI needs to be dismantled. And I'm talking about rank and file agents too. And I know there's a maybe a few decent rank and file agents, a few whistleblowers. They can keep their jobs and be reassigned somewhere else. But everybody else needs to be fired. It is, it is, they obviously, it, without question, do not operate under the blind scales of justice. Navarro arrested. Steve Bannon arrested, General Flynn arrested, Roger Stone arrested, Hillary Clinton, James Clapper, John Brennan, James Comey, Andrew McKay, Peter Strzok, all walk, all of which perjured themselves, all of which lied under oath, all of, all of which lied to the Pfizer court, not all of them, but many of them lied to the Pfizer court. And absolutely nothing happens with any of them. Why? Because the Democratic Party will only do the bidding. Uh, I mean, because the FBI will only do the bidding of the Democratic Party. That's where we are at. It's as simple as that. All right, back to abortion. Tom Elliott video. Hillary Clinton. I went to law school with Justice Clarence, Th Clarence Thomas. Play it for me. Justice Thomas has sort of floated that out there about contraceptive rights and yes. contraception and about same-sex marriages. But other justices have pushed back to say, no, he's really sort of on his own with that. Well, Don't he, believe that? Well, he may be on his own, but he's signaling, as he often did. You know, people, I went to law school with him. Mm -hmm. He's been a, a person of grievance for as long as I've known him. Resentment, grievance, anger. And he has signaled uh, in the past to lower courts, to state legislatures, to find cases, pass laws, get them up. I may not win the first, the second, or the third time, but we're going to keep at it. So you're saying people pay attention to yes, this? Yes, the people he is speaking to, which are the you know, right-wing, very conservative judges and justices and state legislatures, and the thing that uh, is, well, there's so many things about it that are deeply distressing, but women are going to die, Gail. Women will die. We reach okay, so that's good. So let's look at the facts here. She says she went to law school with him. 
There we are again, another Blasey Ford. They went to the same law school. She wasn't in the same classes with them. They didn't overlap. They had they were different classes. When you say you went to law school with somebody, that means you're in the same graduating class. They were not. They were like two years apart. They didn't. Nobody can even prove to this. I, well, I shouldn't say that. We don't know anything yet. But we need to find out whether they even ever had any classes together. And by the way, when Clarence Thomas was in law school. He was, for all intents and purposes, still a liberal. So how would he, back in law school, be a divisive right-winger, a grievance person, when he was basically, he had just was just coming into conservatism when he, would, when he was going to high school. He was not any sort of right-wing zealot back then. So once you have, and of course Hillary, who says that she was named after what, Edward Hillary or whatever, the first person to... To uh, to uh, get scale Mount Everest, of course, is a bold-faced lie. Every, everything this woman, every, every last thing this woman does, she was thrown off the Watergate committee, big Watergate, basically the Watergate prosecutorial staff, because the lead attorney, who is a Democrat, called her a bold-faced liar and an unethical attorney. This, that's all she's ever been. This is just another lie. You honestly think she'd ever had any idea that that Clarence Thomas? was in her law school class until he became famous? Absolutely not. She has no recollection of anything he ever said or did in law school, just bold-faced lies. But what I want to look at is this claim. Now, she says that women will die. AOC says the same thing. Play it for me. This decision and this policy will kill people no matter what their, what the, their spin and what uh, their talking points are. And that's what the data shows and that's what the statistics show. What data and what statistics? There is no data and there is no statistics at all that say that women will die because they do not have access to abortion, which, by the way, they do. All you need to do is get in a car and drive to your local liberal state and get your abortion if that's what you want to do. I guarantee you there's an abortion within a few hours of your home. Simple as that. And by the way, woe to all of you governors and all of you progressives in these states that now you will isolate. You will isolate the wrath of God upon yourself. That's what it's exactly what God will give to each person according to what he has done. Romans 2, 6. You will now, because basically the wrath of God had to be, it had to be sort of spread out through that, throughout the country because everywhere abortion was legal. Now you're going to have the wrath of God centered on your state in accordance with, with, with your hardness of heart and your in, in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you are treasuring your treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. God will give to each person according to what he has done. Romans two, five and two, six, you're going to focus. You're going to focus the judgment of God, the wrath of God upon your own individual state. Watch out, Illinois, watch out, New York. Watch out California, Washington, and Oregon that are coming together as an abortions right rights conglomerate to pay for people's butchering of their own blood, flesh and blood. Watch out. God, God, listen, God is the, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they all were written. The days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. Jeremiah 1, 5, Psalm 139, 16. I don't want God's judge justice. I don't want God's judgment. I want his mercy. But you kill the people 
that he knew before he even formed them in the womb and you become a state that puts your hand in the air and says, yes, we are for killing God's formations. Watch out for your states. Watch out for your states. And is anything that Hillary Clinton and Ocasio-Cortez, is anything that they just said right, that women will die because they don't have access to abortion? Ocasio-Cortez says, that's what the, 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 uh, the stats say. That's what the data says. The statistics say these things. Where? Name the study. There isn't any. Well, let's look at this. LifeNews.com. Claim women will die if abortions are banned. Fact. Texas has banned abortions for the last 301 days. Oklahoma has banned abortions for 35 days. And several states have banned abortions for five days. Not a one. Not one woman has died. There's no hanger incidents. No back alley abortions. This was another lying statistic used in the Roe Ro v. Wade case that went with back, out, uh, back alley abortion deaths that they exaggerated by like a thousand percent. Just bull, again, just bull-faced lies. Trump tried to grab the Secret Service agent by the clavicles. Trump tried to reach for the steering wheel of the beast. Just bull-faced lies. There's good people on both sides. Bull-faced lie. People died because of one at the 1-6 riot. Who died? They always say police officers died. Not one died. The only person who's killed a 1-6, the only person who's killed a Capitol police officer in 2021 was a liberal left-wing black activist. That's it. No officer, to this day, Joe Biden says police officers died on 1-6. Not one died. If it really, there's no other way to explain it except bold-faced lies. Women will die if they're not, if they don't have access to abortion. Well, you think that in Texas, which is the second large state, California, number one, Texas, number two, Florida, number three, New York, number four. Texas is the second largest state. And for 301 days, so basically a year, for an entire year, abortion has been outlawed and not one woman has died because of it. But according to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who says the statistics and the data say that women will die, what? Show us the data. Is it going to be the CDC who puts it out or the NIH who makes up COVID stats? Show me real data and maybe I'll believe it, which, which of course it won't be. All right, Claremont Institute video. Our increasingly totalitarian government will switch into corrupt FBI for just a moment because I've, as I've talked about, this is the latest. This is the latest search and seizure violation, latest arrest sort of violation because this person was detained. Of course, I mentioned already Bannon's arrest, Peter Navarro's arrest, Michael Flynn's arrest, Roger Stone's arrest, where you've had numerous other Democrats, Hillary Clinton, John Brennan, James Clapper, Peter Strzok, Andrew Comey, Keith McCabe, all, all committed far more crimes than any of those men. None of them have been touched. Not even a single affidavit has ever been filled out against Peter Strzok, a notorious liar and perjurer. A man who withheld exculpatory material from, from the Pfizer court. Same with Andrew, Andrew McCabe and James Comey. Bullface liars. Perjured themselves in front of Congress. Anthony Fauci being another one has perjured himself numerous times about a myriad of topics. Nothing's happened whatsoever. Here we have another case. This is Tucker Carlson talking. Our increasingly totalitarian government. Play it for me. The January 6th committee has nothing to do with January 6th. The point of it is to punish the political opponents of the Biden administration 
and to make certain Donald Trump doesn't run again. And they're doing it with the assistance of the so-called Justice Department as run by Joe Biden. So already the committee, speaking of Stalinist overreach, has had Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro arrested, neither of whom committed any crime. They've also had the Fed search the home of a former DOJ official called Jeffrey Clark, who we spoke to last week. Then on Wednesday, the FBI showed up to seize the phone of a former Trump attorney called John Eastman. Now, critically and illegally, they seized his phone before they presented him with a warrant. And it's on tape. Watch. Sir, go ahead and put your arms off for me. Can I see the warrant? Sir, put your arms off for me. Can I see the warrant, please? I'd like to see the warrant. I'd like to see the warrant. I'd like to see the warrant. Let me see the warrant. I'd like to see the warrant before you take my property. Sir, there's up the warrant right now, sir. It's right on. I want you to see that they took my property before providing me with the warrant. I'd like to read the warrant. Disgraceful. Wearing his little mask. Put your hands up as if Eastman is a threat. He's not. He's a lawyer. As you just saw, he's under subpoena from the, speaking of illegitimate, wholly illegitimate, Pelosi-Liz Cheney-led January 6th committee. Mr. Eastman joins us tonight. John Eastman, thank you so much for joining us tonight. What exactly did you do wrong to be treated like a dangerous criminal by your government that you pay for? Well, we don't know because the warrant doesn't say. It authorizes them to seize my phone and all the information uh, contained in the phone. But there's no indication of, uh, of, of any crime that this is connected to. Um, that's apparently in an, attach, in an affidavit, but the affidavit wasn't attached to the warrant. The Fourth Amendment's very clear here. Uh, when they search and seize your property, they have to give a particular description of the things to be seized. And, and saying it's identified in the affidavit, if they don't attach the affidavit, doesn't qualify. The courts have been very clear about that. So this, this warrant is invalid on its face. Um, but more importantly, and I, and I think this is extremely important, the, the authority to seize all of my information in modern, modern smartphones, that's access to all my private financial records. I'm an attorney. It's access to all my privileged communications with nearly 100 different clients that I have currently. All, this stuff, this stuff uh, is what we used to call a general warrant that the British king issued to just go rummage through somebody's belongings to see if they could find evidence of some crime. The very reason we have the Fourth Amendment is to prevent that kind of abuse. And yet that. So there you go. Now, of course, let me just reiterate this to you. That committee doesn't even have the right to issue subpoenas. The FBI knows they don't have the right to issue those subpoenas. But yet the FBI has arrested Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro for for not both Bannon and Navarro did not respond to the subpoenas. So they were so they were criminally charged with obstruction. Now, this was a subpoena for his cell phone from the 1-6 committee. They don't have the right to issue subpoenas. No, Tom, we've heard committees before. They've issued subpoenas. I know, but you have to look at it committee by committee. This committee had to have two, two Republicans on it, of which the minority leader had to choose. Aaron got me the other one. It's Jim Banks and Jim Jordan. That is who uh, McCar- Kevin McCarthy chose. He chose Jim Banks and Jim Jordan. They were rejected by Nancy Pelosi. Right then and there, right at that moment, the 1-6 committee becomes invalid. They no longer have any privileges of a congressional committee because they have violated the rules of Congress. 
established precedent. So now they do, this is all fruit, what we call in the legal profession, fruit of the poisonous tree. So you have the poisonous tree issuing its fruit, right? That fruit being arresting Navarro, arresting Bannon, taking John Eastman, former Trump attorney's phone, because none of those subpoenas are valid. But of course, the FBI is willing to do the illegal because it's the Democratic Party's wishes. And the, and the FBI, which right now, which I showed a video of this before with Jim, Jim Jordan speaking about six whistleblowers coming out of the FBI. The FBI is purging itself right now of conservatives. Anybody with a political conservative leaning is being removed, excommunicated from the FBI. That's absolute fact. That's what's happening. That's what the whistleblowers are telling Jim Jordan. So now you have this subpoena for the seizure of of John Eastman's phone, which by the way, you do have to present the warrant first when is it when is when it is a search and seizure warrant, which they didn't do. That was all illegal. So you have the un- unethical, illegal arrest of Navarro, Bannon, and the unethical, unlawful seizure of John Eastman, Trump attorney's phone. They do not have the right. They do not exist as a committee that can issue subpoenas because they have violated congressional rules and they know it and they all need to be held accountable. They all need to be arrested for filing false police reports and show and so should the cooperating FBI agents. They should be sued and arrested for a myriad of possible charges, filing false police reports, being one of them, as well as other things that will pop into my mind as I think about it later. But there's a, there, all of these people need to be held, both civilly and criminally, whichever is applicable or both, they need to be held civilly and criminally liable for the things that they've done. False arrest, be arrested. You can be arrested for that too. Criminally charged with false arrest. Criminally charged with almost like a kidnapping charge because you falsely detained somebody. You knew you were violating the law. These FBI agents know they're violating the law and are doing it anyway. They know they are and they expect nobody to, be, nobody to hold them accountable. In any MAGA Republican that gets elected because there's going to be a giant red wave in November, they need to live up to make America great again. They need to live up to being a national populist. They need to live up to being a federalist and hold these people accountable, whether it's criminally, civilly, or both. Speaking of crime, moving on to crime now, Joel Fisher video. Now, this video is incredibly violent, so I'm just warning you on that. But this is the state of New York City. Play it for me. So this is the state of New York City and Kathy Hochul, governor of New York, Eric Adams, mayor of New York City. All they care about is gender equity. All they care about is abortion rights. All they care about is making to this day in New York City, if your child is not of vaccine age, they are mandated to be masked. That's what they care about. 
They say that they're compassionate and they care about human lives as their abortionists and crime runs wild and they care about, you know, the various things that have happened to the state of New York is they're losing Supreme Court cases. They just lost because they're not allowed to make people present a reason why they have to have a concealed weapons permit. They lost that in the, in, in the Supreme Court and they lost in a federal appeals court. They just lost that they're not allowed to have non-citizens votes. I mean, why is this even, why is this not even, why is this even an argument? Why is, why is this even a federal court case and a federal appeals court case that a citizen, a non-citizen, because they had it all, all set up in New York City, of course, just in time for the gubernatorial race, which is happening today. Make sure you vote for Giuliani. He's the, he's the MAGA candidate. But just you know, right in time for the gubernatorial race where you can have illegals vote in, in an election. I mean, why, why is that even in court where you would be able to have non-citizens vote in an American election where not one time and anywhere in the world can an American go and vote in, in a foreign election? But in America, anybody can vote. So New York keeps losing. So New York is spending its time fighting for people not being able to secure their Second Amendment rights, to to be able to act in their Second Second Amendment rights, make sure that women can have abortions at will, kill more people, while more and more people are being killed on the streets. Make sure they can have illegal elections. And you look at, the warfare that's happening on the streets of New York. Where's Letitia James, attorney general of New York. You see, again, it comes back down. It's all the same spirit of gun grabbers and abortionists. An abortionist, a climate change activist, climate change activist is a mask pimp and a, and a vaccine whore. They're all the same. And what they do here, like Letitia James, she won't prosecute these gun, gun criminals. Why? So that gun crime purposely goes through the roof so she can come and confiscate your guns. That's the, what they're doing all over. George Soros just had 75 district attorneys that were elected using for Soros funds. 75 of them. You know, you have Kim Gardner in St. Louis, Kim Fox in Chicago, Larry Krasner in Philadelphia, George Gascon in Los Angeles. That's just four and four of the largest cities in America, all of which overrun by crime, all of which overrun by gun crime. None of the gun crime is being is being prosecuted by the people who say they hate guns and hate gun crime, but they don't prosecute gun crimes or gun criminals. Why would that be? Because they want the proliferation of gun crimes. So they have the right or the alleged right to come and confiscate lawful gun owners guns. That's what they want to do. Because once again, it's all about control. Get your mask on. Call a she a he. You will call that man a woman. You will do it under penalty of law. Well, that will that never that'll never happen in the United States. Yeah, that's what they thought in London, where people are arrested for hate speech. In Canada, where people are arrested for hate speech because you didn't call a he a she and a she a he. It's all about control. They're not prosecuting gun criminals because they want to come and take your guns. So how do they, how do they justify taking your guns? You got to have a high crime rate. You got to have a high gun crime rate. Not that you'd ever do it. There's not one NRA member who's ever committed a mass shooting. Not one, not one in history ever out of the 5 million members, not one. But yet if they have a proliferation of gun crime, then they say, look at guns are the problem. No, you're not prosecuting. Crime is the problem. Lies versus truth. Simple as that. Logan Raddick tweet. Is that where we're at? Good. 
Billionaire Ken Griffin is relocating his hedge fund, hedge fund citadel from Chicago to Miami. Here we go again. Now, why would you leave this up? Why would you ever leave Chicago? It's a liberal heaven. Haven. I'm, I'll bet you right now, Ken, Ken Griffin is probably a liberal. If he's not a liberal, he's probably bent over for liberals. He's probably a, a bootlicking Demo- a Republican. If not, I don't know. I shouldn't say it. He might be a great guy. I should stop talking. I don't know Ken Griffin at all. But why would he leave? Why, why would you leave Chicago? It should be the safest place on the planet. It is a liberal utopia. Every single legislative act that anybody ever wanted to enact on the left has already been enacted in Chicago. Why would anybody leave? It should be a utopia, gun-free utopia. It's an absolute gun-free zone in Chicago, allegedly. Right? Why would he leave? Well, let's look at this. Billionaire Ken Griffin is relocating his hedge fund citadel from Chicago to Miami, of course, coming to Florida. Griffin, on leaving Chicago, I've had multiple colleagues mugged at gunpoint. <laughs> I've had a colleague stabbed on the way to work. Countless issues of burglary. How could that be? Because it's a gun-free zone. You can't get a gun in Chicago. It has the strictest gun laws in the nation in Chicago. So if, if it works, if anything a leftist does, if anything a leftist does actually works, it should work in Chicago because every legislative act that a Democrat ever wanted to enact has already been enacted in Chicago. Every liberal law that any progressive ever wanted to be established has been established in Chicago. So it should be an absolute crime-free utopia. It should be, right? Breitbart News tweet, at least though, 11 people were shot and two people were stabbed on Monday alone. 11 shootings in one day. One day and two stabbings in one day alone and Mayor, Mayor Lori Lightfoot Chicago. Again, she's a gun grabber. She's a, ma- she's a mask Nazi. Vaccine pimp and whore that she is. It's all the same spirit, right? So let's look at, let's look at, let's use Lori Lightfoot as an example. So to illustrate, it's all the same spirit. So for Christians, and you jump in on the most potent part of the agenda. You see, the agenda is control. That's what they want to do is control humanity. And they have levers to make that happen. They have vehicles to make that happen. The most potent vehicle so far, the, the most potent thing that they've done to grab control over people over, the, over my lifetime has been COVID-19. And all of the Christians, now again, this is these people are all part of the same spirit. Gun grabber, climate activist, kinetic warfare act, uh, advocate for Ukraine, those who wave the Ukraine flag, those who say 1-6 was uh, an insurrection, transgender activist, abortion activist, climate change hoaxer, all the same. And Christians and conservatives go, well, no, we, we're against all of that. But you wear their mask and, put on, and, t- and take their vaccine. The most potent vehicle that they have for control has been COVID-19. And that's where all the Christians jumped on board. So you have all these different attributes of the antichrist spirit and all of the Christians jumped on the most potent attribute of all to bring in, to usher in globalist communist control. So you have Lori Lightfoot, mayor of Chicago, noted gun grabber, wants to take your guns. The strictest gun laws in the nation wants to butcher, butcher the unborn wanted to arrest and tried to arrest 
tons and tons of people for six foot violations during COVID-19 and mask violations. So watch this video. Notice how it's, she's of the exact same spirit. Play it for me. Now we know what happened with the Supreme Court yesterday. And if you read Clarence Thomas' concurrence, he said, thank you, fuck Clarence Thomas. She perfectly illustrates it that it's all the same spirit. So there she is advocating for gay rights, advocating to take your guns away, advocating to butcher the unborn. She is a vaccine, absolute vaccine and mask totalitarian. So Christians and conservatives need to ask themselves, am I of, am I part of this team? You are when you join the most potent vehicle that they have to usher in their control which is vaccines and COVID tyranny. You're of this. You're on the same team. Oh, it's a medical emergency. No, it's not. They're also liars. 99.9% survivability rate post-infection for COVID-19. 0.1% post-infection death rate. Same as the flu. You never acted this way for the flu. You join their team. You join their team because it's all the exact same spirit with the exact same goal. Speaking of law enforcement here, this you wonder why the crime rate in America, the violent crime rate is up 25 to 40% according to UCR, FBI, FBI statistics. You wonder why? Look at the priorities of law enforcement. Play it for me. Hi, I'm Officer Lutz with the Columbus Division of Police. I'm your LGBTQIA plus liaison officer. And we're unveiling right now our Pride Cruiser for the month of June. I'm excited about this cruiser. It's great for representation. Love is love on a police car. That looks like the Columbus Police Department out of Columbus, Ohio. And by the way, my producer, I just want to make it get things straight when I say stupid things. Ken Griffin is a Republican, the guy I was talking about. So I don't know what kind of Republican he is. So I take back negative things that I said until I find out if they're true or not. So there you go. But he's leaving Chicago. So that's that's that right there is the priority of law enforcement is rainbow cars. Love is love and report hate crimes on the side of the car. Really? That's the priority. No wonder crime is up 25. Violent crime is up 25 to 40 percent, depending on what part of the country that you're in. Speaking of this isn't really crime, but it's well, it's it borderline. It's borderline crime. Now, we've all heard that Democrats uh, there's been a massive shift towards Republicans and, th- and there has, and I don't want, I don't want to make things negative that are positive. I really don't. People would accuse me of doing that. I don't, you, you know, we, we had, we've had big wins from MAGA, uh, Rio Grande Valley wins, everything from MAGA. That's great. But we also have to keep an eye on the enemy, which is the globalist left represented in America by the communist democratic party. And we have to watch their tactics lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. 2 Corinthians 2.11, right? This is a Laura Logan video, so we need to be paying attention. Are Democrats switching? There's been a million Democrats that have now re-registered as Republicans, I believe, over the last year. That's big. It's huge. And there's lots of them that are legit. 
But we also need to watch for the illegitimate side. We have Liz Cheney right now begging Democrats because in a lot, a lot of states, Democrats and Republicans can vote in each other's primaries. Republicans never bother to vote in Democratic part, uh, primaries, but Democrats always vote in Republican primaries to elect the weaker Republican, which is what happened in the state of Georgia. I had my producer Aaron look that up for me. That's why Brad Raffensperger won. That's why Brian Kemp won. They won. They're both hated by the, the America first side of the Republican Party. But they both somehow won in a very red state. That's, that's the reason why is Democrats, purple, they want, if they're going to lose, like if Brian Kemp's going to beat Stacey Abrams, they want a gelding Republican. Brad Raffensperger is nothing more than a Democrat with a Republican name on. He coordinated with Perkins Coie, Mark Elias prior to the Georgia election in 2020 to make it impossible to adjudicate invalid ballots. It was all on purpose because he knew there'd be mass mail-in balloting so you can certify a fraudulent election because you can't adjudicate ballots. I don't have time to get into that tonight. But here's a leak call with prison with a prison inmate reveals South Carolina Democratic rep and Senate candidate. Play it for me. We need some secret sleepers. Like, we need, we need them to run as the other side even though they're for our side. And we need them right, to win. Right. We need people to run as Republicans in these local elections. And this is the only way you're going to change the, the dynamics in South Carolina. We can battle them in public all day. As long as we know we're working for the same goal. For me, I feel like, y'all, we need sleepers. When we get enough of us in there, we can wreak havoc and have it for real from the inside out. Then we can flip some yeah. from the inside out. We gotta take back some of these seats, especially in these local elections. We need a group of sleepers. And I still gotta struggle to raise money for my campaign. Where the f is my black people with money? I don't care about no dope money. Give me that dope boy money. Where the f is dope? Where the duffel bag boys? Get you, find you somebody in your family that don't even know you donating to my campaign and put that shit under their name. Honestly, these ain't the same type of black people that I grew up around. I don't recognize these black men. So I black because I don't understand the type of black that they are. Now, can I talk intelligently? Can I? I could be. Listen, I can move in all kind of circles, but I'm a. I love black people. I feel safest around my people. I'm very much a in a lot of ways, but I know how to turn it off and turn it on. You know, I I know how to I know how to be in certain spaces. You know, you right, gotta right. be able to turn it off and turn it on. Right. We need some folks that can wear all black at night and take their yard signs down when they when they sleeping. We ain't gotta mm -hmm. make a bunch of noise about it. We ain't gotta we ain't gotta go mm -hmm. live about it. Just don't say shit. just like when somebody drop money and you pick it up. You pick that <laughs> shit up and keep walking. Right. There you go. Those are the things we need to pay attention to. It's been going on for years. Brad Raffensperger is the perfect example of that. Secretary of State for, this, for the state of Georgia working with Democrats just prior to the 2020 election. That, the, this has been going on for a long, long time. Our side never does these things. Because we could, none of us could go and pretend to be a Democrat. It would make us feel disgusting. But they have no problem coming in and pretending to be Republicans. I mean, come on. Look at some of the people. That I mean, Lisa Murkowski, you think she's a Republican? Susan Collins is a Republican? No, they do some good. No, rarely do they do anything good. And they only do good enough to be reelected. But everything else, they're actually subverting conservatism every chance they can. Every time Lisa Murkowski 
in Alaska is down big time right now to her primary opponent. I hope she loses. I hope she loses big because she's simply a Democrat in disguise using the name as a Republican when she's truly a Democrat. This is what they've been doing for years. Brian Kemp, I mean, come on. Is he really a Republican? Maybe he's some sort of Republican, but he gets primaried in by Democrats. I mean, Ben Sass, Mitt Romney, I mean, in numerous, uh, I mean, come on, I mean, Adam Kinzinger, Liz Cheney. Now I know that they weren't, that they weren't necessary. I mean, well, how do we really know? How do we really know how these people are elected? We really don't know. But that right there is some insight to how the opposition thinks. And we need to respond to that. That's why you have to make the, the person has to be a real right to life, second amendment advocate, non-tree hugger, Small government, low taxes. They need to be on the record with their policies. They need to say it out loud who they are on the record. Because who knows who they really are? Are they simply a Democratic operative put in there so that Democrats can control somebody? Because they, you know, it, could be in, it could be in an area where Democrats know they have no chance of winning. So they just front out a Republican. They front a Republican candidate. Who will do 30% conservative just to stay in office with 70% of the time they're actually sabotaging conservatism. That's what these people have been doing for years. All right, on to the border. John Cordillo tweet, Joe Biden killed 46 Latin Americans. Look at the body, bottoms, bottom of the tweet. Stacks of body, bodies, 46 people found dead in a trailer. Six, that's, and that's on top of 16 hospitalized. So you're looking at a casualty rate there of 62 people. 46, the bodies were actually stacked one on top of the other. This is because of Joe Biden's open borders. Let me, let's ask this question. This ever happened under Trump? The answer is absolutely not. Next one, Disclosed TV tweet. Just in 239,416 migrants crossed the Southwest border into the U S in May, the highest monthly number ever recorded. Joe Biden is setting all sorts of records, highest inflation rate in 40 years, high highest illegal migration rate ever recorded in a month. And what was the month that, 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 that may, this is may, what month did may beat April. So April was the highest month for illegal immigration in the history of America for a month. And then May just beat that. I wonder what June's going to look like, especially when you have semi loads full of dead bodies that have did that. Well, I shouldn't say semis. I mean, a semi was just found with 46 dead bodies in it. Open Southern border. What's the reason? What's the reason? Why is there an open Southern Southern border? It's the same thing as flooding the zone with, 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 with printed money. It's inflation. If you flood the zone with illegal aliens, you crash your economy. All of these people are going on welfare. This is all on purpose. The funny thing is on the flip side of that is think of this. What if as what's happening right now, Latin Americans, because they're coming from numerous different, different countries, whether it's Venezuela, you know, Costa Rica, Guatemala, a lot of those voters are now turning red. What if this ends up backfiring in them? I think that would be awesome. All right, let's go to the next one. Our taking back video. America is being invaded. Play it for me.
need, if you can, Aaron, throw it up side by side and mute it. What we need to remember is this is what's happening every night, every single night. Eventually, this will catch up with certain American citizens. I don't want to say it's eventually going to catch up with you or anything else. I don't like prognosticating and predicting things like that because it just, it, it may not be true. And I'm not going to speak that sort of negativity. I'm just telling you, eventually this is going to catch up with America. This is infrared footage, obviously shot at the border at nighttime. This is happening every single day by the thousands every day, people crossing over these exact same people being loaded onto buses, loaded onto planes and flown into red States. That is what is happening every single day in the United States of America. Know who your enemy is. It's not even the migrants that are the enemy. It's the people who have opened the borders that are, that are the enemy that are trying to devalue the dollar that are trying to, to, to lower America's status on, on the global stage. Why? Because they're not Americans. Joe Biden is not an American. He's a globalist citizen. He's been receiving money from around the globe for years. Millions, really 1.5 billion from China alone. Millions from the Ukraine. The number, the number one giver to the Clinton, the Clinton Foundation from a governmental source was the country of Ukraine. These people are not, they do not look at America as a sovereign country. They look at America as George Soros looks at America, as Klaus Schwab looks at America, because they're all in this together. They want to lower America's status so that they just become a globalist state instead of a global power. They want the global power coming from Davos, Switzerland. Bill Malugin video, the Biden administration has quietly leased a sprawling upscale school campus. Play it for me. Hey, Trace, good morning to you. The Biden administration has quietly signed a five-year contract to start leasing an abandoned school in Greensboro, North Carolina for the purpose of housing unaccompanied minor children away from the southern border. So take a look. Potentially thousands of those migrant children will be detained at the American Hebrew Academy uh, campus in Greensboro. That's where they're going to be held until they can be released to family members or sponsors who are already living here in the United States. Now, HHS is hiring up to 800 workers to staff that facility, and children are set to begin arriving as soon as July. Some local officials support the move. It's about the people. It's about the children. It's about jobs. Uh, it's about. So HHS had formerly had formally testified that they were not going to be transporting kids to North Carolina. They basically lied under oath. Who's the head of HHS? Is that Javier Bacaria? <laughs> Bashera? I like Bacaria better. I don't think it's Javier. It's something else. But Bashera is his last name. Alejandro Bashera. I can't remember. I get them, I get them confused. But anyway. So they had testified, he testified under oath, the head of HHS, that they weren't going to be transporting kids to North Carolina, but it, that's exactly what they did. Now they're opening up this, what, quote, upscale school campus in Greensboro, North Carolina, for the purpose of housing unaccompanied migrant children smuggled across the border. That's who these people are. Liars under oath doing exactly what they said they would not do. Welcome on my guest, North Carolina. Sergeant, Pep, Sergeant Pepper, 1964 video, blithering idiot, Biden on the on the border crisis. The VP has been kind enough to take a manage uh, take on managing this part of the portfolio for me, just as I did when I was VP. Play it for me. 
I, uh, I thought it was important uh, that I come by because I think when you have uh, everyone from presidents to prime ministers to foreign ministers here, this should be principle to principle. The vice president has been kind enough to take on managing this part of the portfolio for me, just as I did for when I was vice president for my former president. And uh, and I uh, but uh, it is uh, it is something that uh, and I've asked her to personally do this, but it is my responsibility. And I want you to know that on a leader to leader level, like we did, whether it's uh, at uh, dealing with climate in Europe or here, it's uh, it should be person to person and you should have access to me. And I hope I can have access to you as well. Now, that's some steel-spined, bold leadership, isn't it, from the border? So anyway, he's handed the border over to Kamala Harris. So it, it enables me to once again do my favorite thing on the podcast, which is Kamala Harris, uh, which is Kamala Harris montages. This one here, somewhat dedicated to the border. Of course, I take license. So here we have a Kamala Harris montage for everybody. Play it for me. Ladies and gentlemen. The president of the, the vice president of the. (laughs) People just want an end point. Do you have one to give them? What I can say is that people deserve to know that their president, that our administration is concerned enough to do something about it. And so that is what we are doing. We've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. Uh, and I haven't been to Europe. Why not go to the border as well so that you do see the full complexity? Listen, I, I've been to the border before. I will go again. But when I'm in Guatemala <laughs> dealing with root causes, I think we should have a conversation about what's going on in Guatemala. So okay. can you commit right now that you will indeed visit the U.S.-Mexico border and will you do it soon? Jeremy, let me tell you something. Yes, I will. And I have before watching in the Oakland Hills, Northern California, um, the, 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 the landscape turning from green to brown. And everyone, from my mother, our teachers, the radio DJs, KDIA, <laughs> Lucky 13, <laughs> um, saying how important it was to conserve water. Now, I've spoken to a number of drivers, for example, who have recently switched to electric buses, and they stressed the importance of a quiet engine, which is much bigger than just you can have a conversation and hear each other. It helps the drivers hear the road, which, of course, helps keep our children safer. Our task is to show people that in many ways they got what they ordered, Right? They said this is what they wanted. They stood in line. They took time from work. It was difficult. And a lot of what they demanded, they got. And so let's get out there as we do and remind them of that. Because as we all know, elections matter. And when folks vote, they order what they want. And in this case, they got what they asked for. I went off script a little bit. (laughs) And I know that each of you is up to this challenge 
because you are the mayor. <laughs> that is especially true when it comes to the climate crisis, which is why we will work together and continue to work together to address these issues, to tackle these challenges, and to work together as we continue to work operating from the new norms, rules, and agreements that we will convene to work together on to galvanize global action. With that, I thank you all. This is a matter of urgent priority for all of us, and I know we will work on this together. And if I can ask you, Madam Vice President, President Biden has said that Americans will feel some pain for the sake of defending freedom and liberty, but there does seem to be no end game in sight. How long should Americans expect, how long should we be bracing for um, this really sort of um, historic inflation and some unprecedented gas prices? Sure. In terms of uh, the discussions that the President Johannes and I had, uh, they ranged in subject, including the issue of the Black Sea, and I'll let him explain in more detail as he would like. Uh, but we are, again, fully aware and apprised because we are in constant communication with the President, with his administration here, about the concerns that they have about the entire region and, frankly, the vulnerability. All you have to do is look at the map. What point does the administration say, you know what, this strategy isn't working. We're going to change strategies. Six former administration officials last week wrote that open letter urging the administration to change course, to change strategy. Is it time? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down. The UN has set up a process by which there will be a review and investigations and we will of course participate as appropriate and necessary. But we all watched the television coverage of just yesterday. That's on top of everything else that we know and don't know yet based on what we've just been able to see, and because we've seen it or not, doesn't mean it hasn't happened. But just limited to what we have seen. Pregnant women going for health care, being injured by, I don't know, a missile, a bomb, in an unprovoked, unjustified war where a powerful country is trying to take over another country, violate its sovereignty, its territorial integrity, for the sake of what? Nothing that is justified or provoked? Absolutely there should be an investigation. And we should all be watching. And I have no question the eyes of the world are on this war and what Russia has done in terms of this aggression and these atrocities, I have no doubt. And when we think about it, everyone has something at risk on this. First of all, if you are a parent of sons 
Do think about what this means for the life of your son and what that will mean in terms of the choices he will have. Now, I do want to uh, collectively apologize on behalf of the Tom Lipley podcast for making everybody stupider than you were three or four minutes ago by watching that. However, it's always just good to know who it is that allegedly has power over us, although they don't because they are our elected representatives. We do not have rulers. We have representatives. And sadly, that's one of them. But that's just where we're at. I can't resist it. I had to put it together. Another Kamala, Kamala montage. It just, it just shows, folks, this is why you don't strap masks on your face. It's why you don't buy into a 99.9% survivable virus being the second coming of the bubonic plague, which then ushered in a fraudulent election. Because be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. If you sow lies, you get lies. If you sow stupidity, this shows with Kamala Harris, you get stupidity. That's why we all must stand. You must stand. I'll finish with this. Never be afraid to stand in the truth because you're afraid of the consequences of that stand. Most people choose to abide in lies because they're afraid of the consequences of the truth. I've been saying that for the last month and a half because really that is what is going to be placed on each and every one of us. It's going to be the, that opportunity is going to be put right in front of you. Will you abide in lies because you're afraid of the consequences of the truth? That's exactly what happened with COVID. That's exactly what's happening with the homosexual activist movement, the transgender activist movement. Your people will abide in the lies. They know darn well that that's a man, but they'll call him a woman because they're afraid of the backlash of standing in the truth. Don't let that be you. Always stand in the truth. Do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Listen, I love you all back here. Remember this now. Remember this before I let you go. Like and share, like and share. I cannot friend you on Facebook. I would be. We'd be trying to friend. We we used to do it when we started the podcast before Facebook started monkeying around with us. We can't friend you. You have to friend me. It's not that I don't want to friend you. I have, my wife usually sends out, we send out friend requests all the time. If you watch the podcast, we try to friend you. They won't let us do that anymore. So you have to friend me at the friend foundation church, share this on rumble, share it from black robe, try as hard as you can to share it from Facebook. A lot of times they won't let, let you share, but just do the best that you can. And also don't forget whenever you can pray over this ministry, pray over the TLP Tom Lively podcast foundation church. Me personally give as much as you can financially buy the merch, support us. Nothing's for free podcasts aren't for free support us as much as you can because i can flat out tell you this we will always stand in the truth because we are not afraid of the consequences of it we will stand in the truth we will not abide in lies because we're scared of those consequences we will stand in the truth we will never close we will never vax we will never mask i don't care or we will never call a she a he or he or she i will never not say Things that are sin, I will never say that things aren't sin that are sin. I will not be afraid to call thing call things that are labeled as sin in the Bible as sin to make people more comfortable. We will never do those things. We will stand. 
And I encourage you, no matter where you're at, to do exactly the same. Say the things that need to be said. Do the things that need to be done. The church in America must stand. We are starting to turn this thing around. We are the restraining out of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. We are turning this thing around. Don't give in. Don't give in to the false love narrative, the false niceness narrative, playing off both sides, trying to make people comfortable, accommodating them. Don't let that, don't let that ever be you. Stand in the gospel of Jesus Christ for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrows and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews chapter four, verse 12. That's the word of God. Always stand in it without equivocation. Always. Love you all. Back here Thursday night, 830. Do not miss it. See you next time. I stand unequivocally on the Word of God, on healing, the Bible, prosperity, the Bible, sin, the Bible, everything, protection, the Bible, church, the Bible. everybody thank you for watching the tom lifely podcast we are always working hard to get the facts out to everybody about the things that are happening around you as well as the word of god and i wanted to extend to you the opportunity to give both spiritually and financially pray as much as you can over the tom lifely podcast and if you can please support us financially god bless you all